right, it's good to be in the Lord's house this morning, church. Amen. I uh, appreciate your presence today, and uh, it is truly good to be in the Lord's house. Um, amen. Let's stand all over the house today, and as uh, we uh, are here on Christmas Eve, uh, the day before we recognize our Lord's birth, and let's uh, sing, O Come All Ye Faithful, is that 316, is that right? Page 316. Let's all stand today and let's sing. Amen. Let's worship Him today. He's worthy, church. Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come. Second now, sing cries of angels, sing in exaltation, O sing, all ye bright host of heaven above. Glory to while we're here to adore him right over on the next page joy to the world this morning amen there's joy in jesus amen. amen with jesus we can have joy without him there is no joy amen sing now 
Sounding joy. No more let sin and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow. Oh, far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found, far as, far as the and the last now. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of His righteousness and wonders of His love and wonders of His love and wonders and wonders of His love. All right, I've got one on my heart today. Let's see if it's... Yeah. Lord's good, isn't he, church? Amen. All right. Never mind. Uh, I agree. <laughs> Amen. Is that your suggestion or hers? No, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. 320. I like this. Beautiful song. <laughs> There's a, well, you didn't have that at the top. You had that second on the list. Let the whole world 
Savior lives today as he did long ago. Ring the bells, ring the bells, what a glorious morn. Men and angels worship him, singing Christ is born. Born to die on Calvary, born to set his people free, God himself in human form, tell it Christ is born. He has left his royal throne, he has come to claim his own, Christ the Lord has come to earth. All right, no, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. All right, let's go to the top of the page. I know you've trained us always to just keep going, but I messed that up so bad. I only have one verse. Do what? I only have one verse. I'm playing the wrong verse. I don't like you. All right, the top of the page, he has left. Y'all pray for your preacher this morning. Amen. Lola, I didn't ask you. <laughs> you did. He has left. Yeah, this is the last verse. He has left his royal throne. He has come to claim his own. Christ the Lord has come to earth. Go spread the news of Jesus' birth. Ring the bells, ring the bells. Let the whole world know Christ the Savior lives today as he did so long ago. Amen. Turn around fellowship one with another. It's good to be in the Lord's house today.
Amen. Praise the Lord. Today it is good to be in God's house uh, on this Christmas Eve. Uh, and um, amen. I, I tell you what, Lord's give us good weather, hadn't he? Amen. amen. Beautiful weather. And uh, of course, I know a lot of people associate Christmas with cold weather and snowflakes, but I'd take uh, warm weather and sunshine any day of the week. Praise God. So, uh, hallelujah. But um, it is good to be here as we just do our best to uh, celebrate Jesus. That's what we're supposed to do every Sunday, right? And that's what we're going to do today and just do our best to lift up his name. We do appreciate your presence, and it is good to be in the house of God. Uh, by way of announcements, I do want to remind everybody we do have a special treat for everybody at the end of the service. I'm going to have a couple of young people uh, go back to the back at the end of the service and help me deliver or pass out these treats. I do appreciate everybody that uh, helped pitched in on getting the fruit baskets delivered, and uh, we were able to get all those passed out, so thank you so much for that, and um, so praise the Lord. I'm just thankful for our church family. Uh, one thing about it, uh, they're spread out, and we've got uh, shut-in and uh, some that are in the nursing homes in Kingsport, Johnson City, so put uh, several miles on the truck yesterday, but, but with the Lord's help, we got it all done. Uh, we will say this, there will be no services tonight. Uh, again, being Christmas Eve, I know a lot of you gather together with your family. We'll give that opportunity for you to spend time together. Uh, amen. But I'm where I want to be this morning, right? Amen. amen. And uh, I don't know, I didn't, I did pay attention. Uh, Towering Oaks down the road, they look like they had a full parking lot uh, for Christmas Eve service. So, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's about Christ. It's about Jesus Christ. And uh, uh, so many times we, uh, we want to put the focus and the emphasis upon everything besides Jesus. But uh, Christ is to have the preeminence in all things. And I believe that certainly should be the case uh, with the uh, Christmas holiday. So, uh, amen. Thank you so much for being here today. Just by way of any other announcements that I'm failing to mention? Any other announcements? All right. Just by way of prayer request, uh, you know, that was one of the things I did enjoy uh, about delivering the fruit baskets. I was able to get around and see some folk that I don't get to see uh, very often. Uh, got to see Helen Laster. Uh, yesterday, and of course I had saw her about a month ago when I was in Kingsport, but uh, continue to remember her in prayer. Got to see Doris Townsend last night, and uh, it had been a long time since I saw Doris. Uh, she's in a nursing home in Johnson City. Uh, amen. She uh, struggles with uh, dementia, but she did, as soon as I walked in, she said, Nick, hey Nick, or something like that, and so it was just a blessing to, to spend time visiting with her. Saw Na Nancy Chapman. Uh, uh, on Thursday, I guess it was, Nancy's, she's back at home. She's been home since uh, the 1st of December. Uh, so continue to remember her in prayer. Got to see Elizabeth Ward and uh, had a good visit uh, with Elizabeth as uh, she had, uh, her, her, her dog, Jack, had passed away uh, sometime uh, earlier this year. But she's got a new, a new Jack, and he's a Boston Terrier. If you know anything about Boston Terriers, then things got... Amen. They remind me of uh, of, Car of Carly when she was little. Amen. Just a uh, amen. A ball of energy, just like a super ball 
bouncing off the walls. And that dog, uh, amen, I enjoyed visiting Jack with Jack as much as I did Elizabeth. So I got to see Cheryl Davis, uh, and I know several other y'all. Several of y'all made uh, some visits for us as well. So thank you. So um, we do re need to remember, you know, Christmas should be a, a time of happiness and joy and celebration, but for some people it's a time of loneliness and uh, a time of, um, you know, especially those who have lost loved ones uh, this past year and the last couple of years, you know, those memories of having their loved ones and celebrating Christmas, and now they're not there. So we need to pray for those that are, uh, that are, that are alone uh, during this season. Uh, I'm just going to give you an opportunity. I'm, I'm sure we've got several other requests that need to be mentioned, but you give those out this morning um, uh, before we go to the Lord in prayer. Amen. Remember Tyler Brown and Otis as they're both in, incarcerated. Remember Jeff and Josh uh, and Miss Pat, this is uh, Kenny's family. Remember them in prayer. Um, uh, you want to say anything about your cousin? When are those services, will you? Okay. Uh, amen. Remember um, uh, William's family, and I don't know what it is, but it seems like things always happen around the holidays, but uh, as he's, his uh, second cousin suddenly and unexpectedly passed away, she was only 40 years old, and um, so they'll be um, uh, burying her. They'll be having that funeral on Tuesday with a burial on Wednesday, and I'm sure this will be very difficult for William as he uh, takes part in that uh, service. So uh, how many of you will, will pray especially for William? Amen. Uh, certainly an opportunity for him, but at the same time, I'm sure he'll need the Lord's grace. Uh, amen. Somebody else today? Remember uh, my sister-in-law, Ashley? She's having some health issues. Others? Yeah, remember my um, my un uncle's family, um, Harold Foshi, as he uh, passed away tragically earlier this year, and this will be their first uh, year celebrating Christmas without him. So remember the Sh Sherry Foshi and, and her family. Somebody else? Well, I did enjoy seeing her, uh, Miss uh, Miss Nanny, and um, you know, again, we cannot. That that may not seem like a big deal to us, but it is a big deal uh, to those uh, uh, 
in that situation. So it certainly did bless my heart to uh, spend spend that time with her. Amen. Remember, continue to remember her health as well. Somebody else today. Yeah, remember LV. We love him a little bit. Uh, as long as he goes out to eat with me. Now, when he doesn't do that, I don't care too much for him. <laughs> no, I love him dearly and so thankful for him. And again, it hadn't been too long since he's uh, um, lost his wife and still dealing with that. Uh, you're going to go eat with uh, Debbie, is that right, LV? Yeah, spending time tomorrow with his niece, Debbie, and she's been doing some better, so praise the Lord for that. Anyone else? Any other prayer requests today? Let's pray for each other. Pray for uh, for our church and other churches of like faith, and uh, amen. Pray for me today as I preach. Pray for the service, amen, that the Lord will... Uh, just have his way and again that we'll just uh, we'll exalt and magnify the name of our Savior Jesus unspoken request by the uplifted hand lost loved ones we need to remember in prayer amen we'll gather around the altar if you'd like to join us uh, you can do so if not pray there in your seats please I'd say this, remember Sarah and Elma as they're traveling. I uh, got to see uh, Sarah the other night, and they're going to be uh, traveling to, to Richmond, spend several days there. So, Dad, lead us in prayer. Father, we just come before you this morning, God, uh, uh, thanking you, Lord, for another Lord's Day. And, Lord, certainly as we uh, do our best to, uh, uh, to honor you, Lord, not just uh, during this season, but, Lord, uh, Every, every day, Lord, we should celebrate Jesus. Lord, thank you, Lord, not just uh, for your birth, but thank you, Lord, uh, for your life and your death and your resurrection, Lord. Uh, Lord, uh, God, we could just say so much about you, Father. We could never uh, spend too much time, Lord, just thinking about who you are and what you've done for us poor sinners. Uh, Lord, most of all, we're thankful for redemption for uh, the plan of salvation that's brought us unto the Lord our God. Lord, we thank you for this day. and uh, Lord, I thank you, Father, Lord, for these who have gathered. And Lord, I pray that, uh, God, uh, their gathering would not be in vain or a waste. But Lord, uh, uh, Father, it, it would be a time, Lord, that, uh, Lord, we just prioritize. And Lord, uh, uh, Lord, just... Uh, Look unto Jesus, the one who is the author and the finisher of our faith. God, I pray, Lord, for the beginning to the end, Lord, that uh, your will might be done. Bless the music. Uh, bless the, uh, uh, Lord, the prayer, the prayers that are prayed, the uh, offering that's received, uh, the message that it's, that's preached. God, meet every need. Touch every heart and life. Draw us all to yourself. If there might be one that doesn't know you, God, I pray that... Lord, today might be their day of salvation, Lord. God, uh, Lord, uh, we pray for every prayer request. Lord, we pray especially for Brother William and, Lord, uh, his family. And, uh, 
Lord, just the great uh, burden I know that's going to rest upon his shoulders on Tuesday, God, I pray you'd give him grace, God, give him strength, Lord, give him, uh, Lord, the ability that he needs, God, to, uh, uh, Lord, uh, just share the gospel, Lord, and uh, God, during a tragedy, God, we know you, you're able to take the worst of situations and, uh, Lord, turn it into the into good things, Lord, and take bad and make good out of it, so, Lord, we love you today, and Lord, we thank you, God, for who you are, and what you do, and uh, Lord, I just pray, God bless everyone that's sick and shut in, thank you Lord for the privilege you've given me, uh, Lord, the last couple of days to, to, to visit and to spend time with those who mean so much to me, God, and Lord, just uh, it's been a, a blessing to my heart to see them, and Lord, give them a good Christmas, Lord, is, is my prayer, Father, I do love you and I praise you, I exalt you, Lord, we commit it all to thee, and Lord, just pray. Lord, not our will, but thine be done here this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We will receive our Sunday morning offering at this time. Where's my little girl? Come on.
Give Leah a hand today. Didn't she do good? <laughs> All right. I'm going to put him on a spot. Dad, come sing Born to Die, if you will.
a sinless life, but I'm thankful he was willing to die on our behalf and for our sins. Amen? Amen. All right, Caroline, Carly, and Holly come. I've asked them to sing this morning. Hope you enjoy this. We need your prayers. Caroline says, Dad, why can't you pick something easy to sing? said it wouldn't be any fun if it were easy. Just don't turn it off all the way. Just turn it down a little bit. Just turn it down. goes right along with uh, what we preached about last Sunday, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, uh, the government shall be upon his shoulders, his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. How many of you believe he's more than wonderful today? Amen. Amen.
Christmas talking about who Jesus is to us, but can I just say to you today, he's wonderful. Amen. Yeah, man. Praise God. Turn with me your Bibles, if you will, to Isaiah chapter number 53. Check, check. 
Well, I wasn't, I wasn't going to want to try to choose between orange and red. Tennessee and Alabama. That would have been an easy choice, wouldn't it? Amen. <laughs> what do you think, Nash? Roll Tide. Yeah, I figured. Amen. All righty. Isaiah chapter number 53 this morning. While you're turning, anybody want to say what Jesus means to them today before we preach? Amen. Yes, ma'am. Amen. Praise God. Amen. 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 Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Hawk. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. When I think of who he is and who I am, that's why he's more than wonderful. Amen. Somebody else today? God been good to you. What does Jesus mean to you? Amen. That's right. Amen. Amen. That's wonderful, sis. Praise the Lord. Amen. Anyone else today? What Jesus means to you? It's true. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Anyone else what Jesus means to you? Amen. Amen. That's the truth. Anyone else today? Amen. Amen. Any others this morning? Amen.
Amen. Amen, Denise. Praise the Lord. What would we do without him? Amen. I'm glad I don't have to worry about that. Any others today? That's right. Amen. Anyone else today? All minds and hearts clear. Amen. Have you been obedient? Isaiah 53 this morning, what I believe records for us the greatest Christmas story. Um, let me read these verses. If, have you found your place? Amen. Isaiah chapter number 53, verse 1. Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, and a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs, and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Are you thankful for that? He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone unto his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb unto the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb. So he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, and for the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence." Neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He, the Father, hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many. For he shall bear their iniquities, therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sins of many, and he made intercession for the transgressors. That is the Christmas story.
Father in heaven, I love you today, and Lord, I appreciate your presence. Lord, appreciate, uh, Lord, just, um, uh, Lord, the fact not only are we here, but Lord, you're here. And Lord, I'm thankful that you don't have to have a crowd uh, to show up. Uh, Lord, where two or three are gathered in your name, you're in the midst. And Lord, we believe that you are here today. Uh, Father, you're not a spectator. Father, you are, uh, Lord, the object of our worship. Lord, you are the one unto whom all blessings flow, from whom all blessings flow. But Lord, you are the one unto whom all offerings are given unto. Lord, every good and perfect gift comes uh, from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variableness, neither a shadow of turning. Because of what you've given to us, because of what you've done for us, Lord, it is our uh, obligation, but Lord, also our opportunity to give back to you. Lord, I'm thankful for that greatest Christmas gift. Lord, not only a baby lying in a manger, but God, a lamb, slain from the very foundation of the world. Lord, those are truths that are hard for our minds to comprehend. But Lord, I'm thankful for God's plan of redemption. And Lord, I pray today that we would see it, Lord, more clearly than we ever have. Help us to know today that Christmas truly is about the cross. Not just a baby that was born, but a Savior who bled and died for us and for our sins. Lord, you did it not because of us, but in spite of us. Lord, God, I'm thankful that you're a merciful Savior. You're a forgiving God. Lord, you're long-suffering towards us. And Lord, I'm thankful that you commended your love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And Lord, I pray that we make much of Jesus. Lord, you said that if you'd be lifted up, you'd draw all men unto yourself. So do that today. And Lord, I pray that when we leave here, Lord, that we'd see Christ and the cross more clearly than we ever have. Lord, thank you for this honor that we have to preach your word. God, we're unworthy, we're undeserving. But Lord, I pray you'd use us today to be a mouthpiece. Lord, a conduit, Lord, just to, Lord, to give out what you've already given. Lord, nothing new. Lord, it's just that same old story that never grows old. Uh, Lord, honor your word, exalt your son by way of your humble servant. Give us unction to preach today. Forgive us for our sins. And Lord, I just pray, Lord, that uh, every need would be met in the house this morning. If there would be one who's lost. Lord, maybe that's watching or listening, God, today uh, to the live stream. God, Lord, use your word to convict the heart of a sinner and draw him unto yourself. In Jesus' name we pray, all God's people see it. I do believe that this is the greatest Christmas story. Isaiah chapter number 53. What makes this story so unique is the fact that it was written hundreds of years before Jesus ever came to the earth and gave His life for man's sin. And even though it was written hundreds of years before uh, our Lord came to the earth, I believe it provides us with the uh, most accurate and personal uh, and clear portrayal and portrait of Jesus' death that is found anywhere within the pages of God's Word. You say, preacher, that's wonderful, but what in the world does Isaiah 53 
have to do with Christmas? How does this passage have anything to do with Christmas? When it deals with our Lord's death rather than His birth, well, friend, that's the point altogether. Christmas really is all about the cross. Amen? In fact, without the cross, there is no Christmas. As wonderful and as glorious of a thing as the birth of Christ was, it would hold little, if any, real meaning to us if, it were, if not for the reason for Christ's birth. You know, we live in a world, especially here in America, where most people would acknowledge the reality of Jesus' birth. If you were to stand outside Walmart or a grocery store and, and poll a hundred people, probably 90% of them would say, yeah, I believe that Jesus was born, but they really understand the reason for it and the significance of it. Christmas is all about the cross. It's all about Calvary. It's all about not just the fact that He did come, but why He came, and not just the fact that He came to earth and was born of a virgin, and I believe that today, don't you? Uh, amen. But listen, uh, we've got to take it further than just uh, the cradle or just the manger or just the horse trough or the fact that there was no room for Him in the end, amen, the wise men, the shepherds. Uh, but listen, uh, let's not forget about, uh, amen, 33 years later down the road, uh, the fact that he lived a sinless, perfect life. Uh, he was put on trial. He was tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin. And Pilate thoroughly examined him. And he had no other choice but to tell the crowd, I find no fault in him. Amen. Brother, can I just say to you, they still can't find any fault in Jesus. Amen. So let's just talk about uh, the cross today. And by the way, I do want to remind you that uh, this passage, Isaiah 53, was used hundreds of years after it was written, uh, just after Jesus had died. There was a man named Philip. Uh, he was an evangelist, and there was a great... Uh, revival breaking out in a place called Samaria. Amen. Probably uh, still the results of what transpired with the woman at the well. Hallelujah. But old Philip, the Holy Spirit, told him to leave uh, Samaria and travel out into the wilderness. Amen. Just because the Lord knew there was one. There was an Ethiopian eunuch, a black man. Amen. Now, how many of you believe the Lord's no respecter of persons? Amen. And, and he was reading Isaiah 53 and he was under conviction. But he needed somebody to explain to him what it meant. And Philip sat down and used the very passage that we're studying from today to lead this Ethiopian eunuch to saving knowledge of faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Alright, let's get right into it today. There's a revelation, verse number 1. To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? And I believe the answer to that question is everybody. Amen? Now we know that before and even for a short time after Jesus came, it was commonly thought that the gospel was only intended to be for the Jews. But when Christ came, He made it known that the message He preached and the ministry He performed, it was not an exclusive message, but it was inclusive in nature. Uh, amen? Just like when the angel told the shepherds that the good tidings of great joy they had brought would be to what? All people. Not just a certain race, a certain sex, a certain ethnic group or, a group or social standing, but it was good news for all people. And I believe that was evidence the, uh, the very two 
the first two groups who came to worship Jesus. The shepherds were considered to be of the lowest members of society. They were poor folks. They were, uh, amen, not recognized. They were not known, but they were the first ones. Uh, they were the ones that uh, I believe God handpicked, selected for the angels to come and announce our Lord's birth. Aren't you thankful that Jesus came to save the poor folk? But let's take it a step further. Just and we don't believe that the wise men probably didn't visit. They probably didn't visit the manger, but they did come to see him. Amen. Uh, and that star led them uh, to the place where Jesus was. And uh, Amen. The, the 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 wise men were on the the opposite end of the spectrum from the shepherds, whereas the shepherds were the lowest of the low. Uh, amen. Uh, the uh, the wise men were among the elite. They were wealthy. They were rich. They were kings. Amen. And I'm thankful that Jesus loves the rich man just like He does the poor man. Amen. And I'm thankful again that you don't have to pre-qualify to see whether or not you're eligible to be saved. Uh, if you're a sinner, uh, amen, you qualify. And I want to say to you that includes all of us from the pulpit to the pew. Lower class, upper class, rich or poor, Jew or Gentile, important or unimportant. Friend, the only uh, pre-qualification uh, that you must meet in order to come to Jesus is that you must be a sinner. Paul said this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. And that is that Christ came to this world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Amen. He didn't come to call the righteous but sinners and repentance. Uh, amen. That's why I'm against all kinds of and forms of elitism in the church. There's no big eyes and you little U's in God's family. The ground is level at the foot of the cross. You helped me preach today. Now there's a rejection. He came to everybody. The arm of the Lord was revealed unto all men. But yet, verse number one, who hath believed our report? And in spite of the fact that the arm of the Lord has been revealed to everyone, the sad truth is that the majority of people chose not to believe the gospel. He is despised, verse number three, and rejected of men. Amen. At the end of the verse, the Bible says, And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. The end of verse number two, He hath no form, no comeliness and when we shall see him there is no beauty that we should desire him the Jews had looked for him they had waited for him amen he was the one that that uh, amen the uh, Pharisees and the religious crowd had studied would come amen but he didn't come the way they thought he would amen they thought that he would come in pomp and circumstance and great grandeur and and majesty and uh, amen, he would come to triumph, but brother, before he could ever be our king, he had to first offer himself to be our Savior. Amen. No beauty. that we, You know, listen, if Jesus were to come on the scene today, you know what people would do? They'd treat him the same way they did when he came the first time. Amen. Isn't it amazing? What a deal. There's no deal that has ever been offered unto, unto a man that's, that's better than God's deal of salvation. I mean, God's offer. Look at every one of us are guilty. Amen. I, I tell you, I've done enough since I've been saved for God to send me to hell and, and be just, just in doing so. Amen. But listen, Jesus died for me and God said, Amen. He came into His own and His own received Him not, but to as many as received Him. 
To them, he gave them power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Amen. All you got to do is say yes to Jesus and no to your sins. It's that simple. But yet still, most people will not receive him. He is despised. You say, preacher, why is he despised? Well, because he's light shining in a world of darkness. Amen. The light of God's Son, the light of God's sinless one, exposed the darkness of our sin. And that's why Jesus wasn't popular the first time. That's why he's not, never, he, he's not going to be popular the second time, brother. But listen, the fact of the matter that Jesus came to deal with man's greatest problem, and that's sin. Amen. Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. Amen. We want, we want a problem solver. We want a money maker. We want a, a sickness healer. But we don't want a sin forgiver. Amen. We'd rather, you know, the truth of the matter is most people choose sin over Jesus. Amen. Uh, amen. The very one who shed his blood as a ransom and a payment and a remedy for their sins. Yet most people choose sin over the Savior. Amen. Well, I'm glad that I've received him today, aren't you? Not just that I know about Him, not just that I believe in Him, but that I have received Him personally. And when He was on the cross, not only was I on His mind, but my sins were on His shoulders. Amen. He died for me. You know, you would think that the death of Christ would be, for sinners, would be the most attractive and appealing offer in the entire world. He didn't owe us a dime, yet He gave us everything. We owed Him everything. We had nothing to offer Him. Amen? You can't help but wonder why anybody would ever think about rejecting Jesus. You think all of humanity would find the gospel to me the most attractive and appealing thing in the whole wide world. But amen, He hath no form nor comeliness, and we, when we shall see Him, there is no beauty that we should desire. And may I remind you today that your flesh is not attracted to Jesus. Your flesh does not want anything to do with God's darling Son. Amen. Amen. John 3, 19. And this is condemnation that lights come into the world and men love darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. Everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light that his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought, wrought in God. You know what God did when Jesus was born? He shined a light in a world of darkness. Them shepherds. Yeah, boy, I tell you, I, I, I'd like to have been a spectator there on that hillside wouldn't you i mean it was pitch dark you probably couldn't have saw the hand in front of your face maybe they had a fire i don't know but other than that it was dark brother and all of a sudden god turned the light on amen god lit them shepherds up amen and they were sore afraid and i would have been too amen but god shined a light in our world of darkness this dark this world's darker than it's ever been but the light's still shining bright. Amen. What will we do with Jesus? Amen. Praise God. The humiliation. Verse, verse 3, 
He was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Philippians 2, 6 through 8, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. But he made himself of no reputation. And he took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and he became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross, the humiliation. Amen. He was touched by the feelings of our infirmities. Jesus never sinned, but can I say to you, He lived His entire life as if He were a sinner. The kenosis, the self-emptying aspect, He made Himself of no reputation. He deserved the greatest reputation. Amen. He deserved attention and notoriety. In spite of His holiness, His purity, His deity, Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, made Himself of no reputation, and He willingly allowed Himself to be a man of sorrows. And one who was acquainted with the grief that came upon man as a result of his sin, even though Christ Himself knew no sin. You know, one of the, to me, one of the most glorious things about Jesus is just the fact that He came. The fact that he left heaven's throne in glory and came to this. I mean, let me just ask you, and when we had never been to heaven, Paul was caught up into the third heavens. He said, I'm in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart, which is far better. Brother, I tell you, if you had a choice to choose heaven or this world, you'd choose heaven. Jesus chose this world. I mean, he had never experienced the curse of sin. It's all we've ever known is a world that is cursed. You know, a, a world that is, that's full of inequalities, injustices, unfairness, corruption, confusion, destruction, death, chaos. All of those thoughts were foreign to Christ because his entire existence he had been in a place that was free from the curse of sin. But yet knowing what lay ahead of him, he voluntarily and willfully chose. Knowing ahead of time. No palace, no throne, a horse trough, a barn, homelessness. Isn't that right? The foxes have holes, the birds have an nest, the Son of Man has not even a place to lay his head. But he chose that. Made himself of no reputation, even though he deserved the greatest reputation. Now, let's notice the affliction. Verse number 4. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. I like that word, surely. <laughs> no questions, no doubts. Amen. No reason for us to wonder whether or not it really was enough. I'm telling you, friend, Jesus paid it all. He paid our price. He satisfied the righteous demands of His heavenly Father. He was oppressed. He was afflicted. Verse number 10, it pleased the Lord to bruise Him. He hath put Him to grief. Verse number 11, he shall see of the travail of his soul 
and he shall be satisfied. Who? The Father was satisfied. <laughs> oh, my friend, aren't you thankful? Listen, there was no, nothing you and I could do at all. Our best was not enough. Our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, the Bible says. Men, the, the, you know, the greatest price that had ever been paid or could ever be paid. Amen. If we were to accumulate all the wealth that, that the world that has ever entered into this world and tried to offer it up to uh, Jehovah God as a payment and, a, and an atoning price for our sins, God would say, I'm sorry, it's insufficient, you still owe. More than you could ever pay. But brother, when Jesus shed his blood, and when he offered up his sinless, pure, holy body, not for his own sins, but for ours and on our behalf, he was able authoritatively to declare it is finished. Why? Because God. He appeased God's wrath. He satisfied the Father's holy demands. Amen. For our sins, the price was blood. Blood was shed. Sin was paid for. And now I can confidently say that I am righteous. <laughs> Not because of me, but because of Him. Oh, that ought to make a Baptist shout today. Hallelujah. He hath made Him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. You can be righteous. <laughs> Boy, I, I, I hesitate to ask it because one of these days somebody's going to raise their hand because we got a lot of self-righteous people in this world. But I'm just asking, anybody here can, amen, I'm talking about on your own, not with, not with Jesus, but apart from Him, anybody say I'm righteous? Anybody say I'm good enough? Anybody say, oh, brother, I, uh, amen, I... Yeah, I mean, we may be morally good people as far as our reputation amongst us, but friend, I'm telling you, we're all wicked, vile sinners when compared with holiness and purity. None of us are worthy. In my hand, no price I bring simply to the cross. I cling. There's an intercession. Verses 3 through 6, He was wounded for our transgressions. Notice, not for His, but for ours. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. With his stripes, we are all healed. All we like, and by the way, that's talking about spiritual healing. Amen? All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. Yet the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Verse number 8, for the transgression of my people was he stricken. Verse number 10, when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. The end of verse 11, By His knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for He shall bear their iniquities. Do you understand the doctrine of justification is mentioned in Isaiah 53? <laughs> verse number 12, Because He hath poured out His soul unto death, He was numbered with the transgressors. He bare the sin of many, and He made intercession for the transgression. I'm talking about the doctrine of, uh, of imputation, the doctrine of justification, the doctrine of redemption before Paul uh, ever introduced it and revealed it as a mystery sent from God. 
1 John 2, 1, 2, 1 and 2, My little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not, and if any man sin, anybody ever sin? We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, and He is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. 1 Peter 2, 5, For there is one God, one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. Hebrews 7, 24 and 25, But this man, because he continueth ever, hath an unchangeable priesthood, wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost, that come to God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Man, we've got a mediator. We've got an interceder. We've got one, amen, not just, amen, Boy, I, praise God. First uh, John, <laughs> if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have no sin, we're a liar. We, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Amen? I'm thankful that I've got one who was found worthy to take my place and to suffer on my behalf. And for my sins. Now submission. The submission of Jesus. Verse 7. Yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before his shearers is dumb. So he openeth not his mouth. He became obedient unto death. Even the death of the cross. Nevertheless not my will. But thine be done. He didn't come to be ministered unto. But to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Hereby perceive we the love of God, how He laid down His life for us, so we also lay down our lives for the brethren. I mean, Jesus didn't protest. He didn't resist. Would you? <laughs> yeah. The only thing Jesus dreaded, it wasn't the nails, it wasn't the thorns. It wasn't the it wasn't the uh, the embarrassment, the humiliation, the nakedness. But I, I believe with all my heart when he said, "Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me." I believe he was talking about being separated from God, from his heavenly Father, knowing something that was hard for him to fathom, or understand, or comprehend. And Amen. How that somehow. He could end up being at odds with the Father. I mean, there have been times in my life, this man loves me, I love him, but there's been times we've been at odds. Amen, something, come, amen, something comes between us. Usually because he was right and I was wrong. Say amen right there. <laughs> Listen, Jesus didn't know that. But yet he didn't put up a fight. And brother, nobody killed him. He willingly and voluntarily laid his life down. Not for himself. Not because he deserved it. But to solve our problem. And to be the solution and the remedy for our sins. And it, identification. Verse 8. For he was cut off out of the land of the living. Verse 9. He made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Brother Jesus was willing to identify with sinners. He was willing to live his life, die, and be buried. Brother, he was sinless. I don't believe he could have sinned if he wanted to. 
Why? Because he was born of a virgin. He was born, you know, the re- you, you ever just wonder, why did I do that? I mean, I mean, what in the world made me do such a thing? You know what it is? That old seed of sin in you. Amen? Before you ever sinned, you was already a sinner. Right? That gene skipped a generation with Jesus. If he'd have been born of a, of a man, see that? See, <laughs> this old thing, the devil made me do it. I can say my daddy made me do it. Because <laughs> it's his fault. That seed of sin was passed from one generation to another. But Jesus didn't have an earthly father. He was conceived of the Holy Ghost. He was sinless. You say, why was he tempted? To see whether or not he'd sin? No, to prove that he wouldn't. And that he couldn't, amen. He was impeccable, but yet he humbly submitted his entire life to live and under the curse of sin. Brother, that's deep stuff. Amen? He died, and it all culminated on the cross when he died as if he were a sinner. The just for the unjust. The Bible puts it that way. And you've heard me say it. There came a point when the one thing that Jesus dreaded literally and actually came to pass, the sky grew dark. There was a great earthquake. The sun refused to shine. The veil in the temple was rent. And one of the soldiers cried out and said, Surely this must be the Son of God. But brother, during that time when Christ, the sinless, holy Lamb of God, the Holy One, the pure One, He was suspended between heaven and earth. He was no longer an innocent, holy Lamb. But the Father viewed Him as a vile, wicked serpent bearing the brunt of our guilt, our shame, and being punished for us. He was bearing the weight of every sin that had ever been committed in this world. Amen? Brother, I'm telling you, if Adolf Hitler had cried to Jesus, he could have been saved. I've heard of serial killers being saved. You say, brother, you think that's possible? I believe Christ's blood is sufficient. Jesus died for the pedophile. You ain't no better than they are. I mean, you deserve hell just as... You know, we want to stereotype sin, don't we? But we're all guilty. Are you glad Jesus was willing to identify with you? But yet we'd think about being ashamed to identify ourselves with Him. Description. Got to hurry. Verse 9, Because He hath done no violence, neither was any deceit in His mouth. Jesus never said one inappropriate word, did He? He never spoke out of turn. 
Hebrews 7, 26 and 27, For such an high priest became us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens, who needeth not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice first for his own sin and then for the people's. For this he did once when he offered up himself. Hebrews 4, 15, We have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. Declaration, verse 10, He shall see, oh I like this, His seed. He shall prolong His days and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in His hand. Brother, I believe He's talking about us. I believe I'm, his, I'm part of His seed. <laughs> Amen? Yeah, what, what does the Bible say? What did, what did the Father say to Abraham? And In thy seed shall all the families of the world be blessed. Amen? You know, in Romans 8, 29, Paul referred to him as being the firstborn of many brethren. And brother, I ain't talking about the Jews only. I'm talking about the Gentiles too. 1 Corinthians 15, 19, If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead, and He has become the firstfruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits afterwards they that are Christ at His coming. That's me and that's you, brother. The firstborn, He is the firstborn, we're the first, or He is the first fruits. We are His seed and He has pr promised that we shall be seen and our days will be prolonged. We are His pleasure and have been promised that we will prosper. Amen, glory to God. Exaltation, verse 12, Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. You say, preacher, what's the prophet saying there? Well, brother, he may be of humble, he may have been humbled once, but it won't happen again. Amen. He became obedient. He submitted himself. He surrendered under the, the vilest, most unjust, inhumane treatment that any man ever could or ever will suffer. But brother, he only did it once. And in the Father's eye, once was enough. The Bible says he became obedient unto death. Even the death of the cross. Yet God hath given him a name. The Bible says that that God hath highly exalted him. Brother, I believe in the crucifixion of Jesus. I believe in the incarnation of Jesus. That's what Christmas thought, the incarnation. Amen. I believe in the crucifixion of Jesus. I believe uh, in the resurrection of Jesus. I believe in the ascension of Christ. I believe in the intercession of Christ. But hallelujah, I believe in the exaltation. The Bible says that God hath highly, hey, you just hold on, let me preach. Hey, God hath highly exalted him, and he hath given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow on things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. 
to the glory of God the Father. Brother, you know what the sweetest name that's it, that could ever be uttered out of a man's mouth is Jesus. Don't you ever be ashamed of the name Jesus. I'm thankful for the name Jesus. It's my identif- identity badge, amen. I am a Christian, amen. I am a follower of Jesus Christ. And brother, the devil might not like it. It may not be politically correct, amen. But the devil's crowding the world and get over it because I love Jesus. And His name is above all names. And brother, one of these days, every person, every atheist, every infidel, every Bible denier, every pedophile, every pervert, every politician, every Republican, every Democrat, every president, every king, every emperor, Napoleon, amen, uh, Hitler, Mussolini, uh, amen, Stalin, uh, Saddam Hussein, Bill Clinton, every single one of them, Hillary too, glory to God. Yeah, man, they're going to bow down on their knee. Whether, amen. You say, well, what if they try to resist God will force them? He'll use His Word to force them onto their knee. And they're going to proclaim that Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. And brother, if that ain't, uh, ain't enough, then, amen, the big show's going to start. The main event's going to take place. And the Lord's going to bring old Slewfoot into the arena once and for all. And there ain't going to be a fight. Amen. The Lord may let him swing a punch or two, but then he's going to use his word to force him down on his knees. And Satan himself is going to have no other choice but to declare Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. And then he's going to cast him into the lake of fire where he's going to burn throughout all eternity. And I hope I have a front seat, ringside seat to that bout, brother. Amen. Well, I may be in the back row, but I'll be there. Glory to God. I wish I had some people to help me preach today. So here's the question. And here's the application. And Pam was playing it. Isn't it great when great minds think alike? (laughs) That's funny, ain't it? At least we got a mind, right? Verse number 8. Who shall declare his generation? Let me ask you something today, friend. You got something to talk about this Christmas? You got something? What is the topic of your conversation? What is the priority? What is the obsession of your life? Amen. What is it that lights your fire? What is it that motivates you to live? What is it that propels you? You know what? 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 The song says life is worth the living just because of Jesus. Who shall declare His generation? Amen? Who's go- you know what we need to do? We need to be talking about Jesus. We need to be telling people about Jesus. We need to be pointing sinners to Jesus. We need to be telling the drug addicts, brother, I got something, something for you that'll give you a better high than fentanyl ever will think about giving you. We need to be telling the alcoholics about Jesus. 
We need to tell the homeless folk about Jesus. We need to t tell the poor people about Jesus. We need to tell the, the rich folk about Jesus. Who shall declare His generation? Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy that shall be in all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Amen? Good tidings of great joy, which shall be to what? All people. Brother, I'll tell you what, the deal that God gave you is available to all men. The offer. Amen. I, I, I'm talking about, I, I mean, I'm talking about a deal that's so great it can't be passed up. You know what I found in this world? Most people. Not all, but most people. The hardest person you'll ever deal with is a righteous folk, person. Think, think that they don't need to be saved. Most people know they need to be saved. Most people know they're sinners. But the problem is, they carry so much guilt, so much shame. They're so filthy, they're so vile, and they're so, they're so dirty that they have a hard time thinking about and contemplating the thought that their sins could be forgiven. They think there's no help, there's no hope for them. Amen. I, I, I was talking to somebody the other day, and this is, uh, <laughs> praise the Lord. I, I, I was uh, delivering a Christmas gift to one of our young fellows that work at the store. It was, it was uh, Tyler Brown's dad was who I was talking about now Tyler led his Tyler had me come over and I led his daddy to Jesus and Randy was so glad that I came to see him the other night and he said I just want to thank you and I said why is that Randy he said well he said because he said I'm not perfect he said but that day you came over he said he said and, I, and certainly he said, you changed my life. I, I said, no, Randy, I didn't change your life, but I know who did. But, you know, then he was, he was asked, you know, I don't always go to church. He said, I, I, hope, I hope I don't go to hell for that, you know. But, brother, I, I, I'm telling you, a lot of people, they just, they don't understand. Brother, what an offer has been made. I mean, again, I'm talking about your sins can be forgiven. Your shame can be removed and erased. Your guilt has already been carried. Your price has already been paid. What you just have to do is say yes to Jesus and no to your sin. And God will take care of the rest. And brother, somebody needs to get busy declaring his generation, because time is short and it's running out. How many of you are thankful for the greatest Christmas story of all? Let's all stand, Father in heaven. Lord, we're thankful today. Lord, I've done my best to preach what I believe you'd have me to preach. And Lord, for all of us who are saved today, I pray that, that we would let you burn in our hearts the importance of Christmas.
Father, I'm thankful you were born. But Lord, I'm thankful that you lived a sinless life. I'm thankful that you made yourself of no reputation. You were willing to live your life as if you were a sinner, even though you knew no sin. I'm thankful that you humbled yourself and you became obedient unto the death, even the death of the cross.